Looking like an angel with no halo When I'm with her, tell me where the pain go Think I might be falling out of control What the fuck do I know? Maybe I should let it go Alright, what is going on everybody? Hope you had a good Easter. Happy Easter. I'm actually, well, I'm recording this on Easter, but you'll be hearing it after. So I hope you had a good Easter. I um, I almost finally did it. I almost finally took the week off and didn't post, but, <clears throat> you know, that'd be kind of against what you're supposed to do if you're trying to grow a podcast. Kind of that's kind of the main thing is to be consistent with it and so gotta be professional gotta do it but I almost missed this episode or missed this week because <clears throat> I had a guest not not even really canceled he just kind of ghosted me he didn't show up and did let me know he was not gonna come so uh put me in a tough spot and then so I could that was for I had a guest Saturday lined up I actually had two guests one of the guys I was actually looking forward to meeting they're supposed to come together um but just, you know never got back with me never let me know they weren't coming so i just kind of was sitting around twiddling my thumbs all night and uh they didn't end up coming you know whatever it is what it is but it put me in a bad spot where i couldn't get a guest saturday night and then you know today sunday it's easter i really didn't want to bother too many people you know people spending time with their families and whatnot and so I almost just said, you know what, it is Easter. I got a lot of stuff going on anyway, so let me take a day off, but I'm not, or let me take a week off, but I'm not going to do it. I just decided, you know what, fuck it, I've got some time. So I'm coming here, and I'm going to talk about some shit. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I know I definitely need to give some, um, I mean, shit from the first, first podcast or first couple whenever I was kind of... Uh, Letting the listeners know, like for the people who don't know me personally, you know, the first I forgot how many podcasts every I know every now and then I would try to get like a little personal and like let the new people who don't really know me, they just know me from the podcast. I'd kind of get a little personal, talk about personal life stuff just to let them know, you know, more about me or whatever. And uh, I haven't done that in a while, and there's a lot of shit changing, a lot of stuff going on. So I guess I could give some personal life updates, but I'm gonna go over my Easter so far. We, um, we, you know, <clears throat> good Easter. Typical. It's Easter is one of those holidays where it's really more just you're chilling. It feels like I, I know I've talked before on a different episode about how like I'm not too fond of certain holidays because it seems like you're you're doing a lot of running around, like a lot of bouncing from house to house and, um. Which, of course, that that's, you know, if you have, like, a split-up family or whatever. But uh, to me, at least growing up, that's what it was for me. is like like Christmas and, like, Thanksgiving and all those big ones. They were always, like, bouncing from house to house and just kind of, I don't know, too much for me. But Easter is one of those where you're always just chilling. So we had a, so we had a basically a three-day Easter weekend, which by the time you're listening to this, I'm actually at the beach. Um, Saturday, you know, we did typical Easter stuff. Um, died eggs with died eggs with my son. Um, and I broke I broke down and finally, you know, told Manessa and Bentley the the secret that I've been keeping for a while. They've been begging me and begging me for another dog for, I mean, months now. It's it's been I'm. Probably six, seven months they've been talking about getting another dog, and he and saying Hero needs a friend and all this stuff. And I, you know, was against it just because of how hard. Like if you, I'm the type of person where I like, I like simplicity. I like things to be simple, very quick, straight to the point. Like I don't like a lot of beating around the bush and a lot of like fucking red tape and stuff that you have to get through. I like everything to be straight to the point, and um. Like shit, like even just because it just popped in my head because I am I am a little frustrated about it. Uh, the guest that ghosted me on the like be straight to the point and just tell me, hey, I I don't feel like coming. I don't want to come. I changed my mind. Whatever. Let me know. Let me. I'd rather you say that 
then don't say anything and leave me sitting around waiting and put me in a tough spot. So it's that's that's how I am. Like if if there's something you got to tell me or something needs to be done, I'd rather just be, even if it's the hard, even if it's like hard to do, I'd rather just get it over with and just deal with it. And um, as far as like dogs go, like when we got Hero, that was one thing that, like I guess I didn't account for was I didn't account for how hard it's going to be to do, like regular shit that I that I've been doing for you know forever like I I also like just packing up and leaving if I feel like going to spend the weekend somewhere like if if I'm like hey let's go to let's go spend the weekend in Houston or let's go take a trip to Waco and uh all like I'm the type of person likes to just pack up and just go like it's I like you know the spawn being spontaneous about it and just being kind of free to do whatever well when you have a kid it's not as hard like I'd rather have another baby than have a dog just because with a baby you just you bring them and you can take them to do everything that you can do because you know within reason of course but you take them to do everything that you can do because they're a fucking human but like you can't bring a dog like to a water park you can't bring a dog to the mall you can't bring a dog in in restaurants like or some restaurants so it's like you can't and you can't just leave them you can't just leave them in the hotel while you're gone like you got to go back so like you have to basically it bothered me when I first when we first got hero because I didn't account for the fact that it's going to make me change plans where I have to like if we if we want to go out and about like when we evacuated uh her I forgot what hurricane we evacuated we went to Austin like th- multiple times throughout the day we'd have to stop go back to the hotel room get you know get hero let him out and it's you know that's what you do when you're a fucking pet owner, but that's not my style. I like to just go and just be free to do what I want and not have too much, too many different things that I have to stop and go do. I like to just do what I'm feeling or do what, you know, we feel in the moment. So it did kind of bother. Plus, like, when you travel with a dog, it is never fucking easy. It's never easy to travel with a dog. Um... Just all the extra shit, the kennel, all that, all that stuff you got to bring. It's just a, you know, it's not good. So, um, anyway, to, to make a long, you know, make a long story long, I guess they uh, they've been asking for a long time, and I was against it for a while, and I kept, I was telling them no for for a while because it was just like it was one of the things where like I don't like two big ass dogs, like we can't even we can't even leave. Um, I'm trying to think of where we just we were in. Oh, we spent we spent a weekend in Galveston, I believe. I think it was in Galveston. Yeah, 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 yeah. We spent a weekend in Galveston a while back, and uh, we had to have people come, you know, come over and you know, well, I'm bothering other people taking out of their day to come let our dog out, and so it's it's one of those things like there's a lot of stuff that you have to do when you have a dog, and so that's why I was against it for a while, and then. You know, finally, I you know, whenever I stopped being so selfish, I started just sit, sit there thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, like whenever I'm, whenever we're old and not doing shit anymore, like we're not really living that spontaneous life. Am I really gonna sit there and be so happy that I, you know, held back my my girlfriend and my son from getting a dog? Am I gonna be like happy with that decision? Or am I just gonna get the dog, make them happy, and then adapt to to the changes? And you know, in my mind, I just end up deciding that it was it was better to it's better it's better for, especially for like for Bentley, you know, more than more than Manessa, especially for Bentley. Like, I'm not gonna rob my child of this of this thing because I don't want to bring two kennels to travel, or I don't want to bother too many people to come let my dog out while we're gone or something like that. Like, you know, we can, we can always adapt. We can always make plans. So I, I decided, I, I decided on my own that I was going to get us another dog, another golden retriever is what they've been asking for. And so I found one, you know, put a deposit on it and everything before it was even born. And, uh, I've been holding that secret in since. So may, I'm sorry, not may Jesus. Um, March, 12th is when I found the 
person that was about to have, or the dog that was about to have puppies and uh, talk to the lady and put a deposit down. They were born March 14th. And just yesterday, I've been holding it in for like a, a month now. So I finally, I finally gave in. I was just, I also was a little worried that like, cause we like, we all like kind of darker golden retrievers and this one's a little bit lighter. And so I was worried that they weren't going to be happy with how light it was. And I was worried about, you know, I know Manessa was saying that she wanted it, but I didn't know if she really like really, really wanted one or if she just would, would feel it at times like puppy fever or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I didn't know if she was having like puppy fever and like she would change her mind. So I was just, I, you know, kind of talked myself into just asking and be like, Hey, I got a present for y'all. I want to show y'all. And I, I just showed them just to, you know, kind of reveal the secret and also make sure, hey, before we before I just show up at the house with a dog, this is, you know, we're cool with this. Y'all are cool with this. Y'all want this. And <clears throat> it honestly went better than I expected. I, you know, expect them to be excited, but Bentley crying, Vanessa, both, both of them are crying just in a picture of it. So I, uh, I'm actually getting pictures of it right now. The lady's sending me, sending me more pictures. Hold on. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so I gave in, finally broke the secret out and just and told it to them. And they were ecstatic, crying. Like, you know, of course, you didn't believe me, but that's my own fault. It's because I fuck with them all the time. But um, yeah, so here we go again. Here we go again for getting another dog. But. <clears throat> so that was Saturday, Saturday, you know, dot eggs, got the grill out, grill, uh, told them about the dog, and then, to, you know, today, Sunday, we did, you know, typical Easter egg hunt, Easter baskets, um, and then as you're listening to this right now, Monday, you know, we're at the, we're at the beach, knowing me getting fucking sunburned, I'm about to be miserable for the next couple of days, but again, it is what it is. Don't want to, don't want to rob your kid of a child of their childhood. So you got to make sacrifices. I fucking burn. Oh my god, I burn so fucking bad. It's annoying. Anyway, I hope y'all had a good Easter. If I say something stupid, I'm trying to. If I say something stupid or I get kind of sidetracked, it's because I'm I'm trying so, I'm trying so hard to get back into baseball. I'm. You know, baseball. If you are a baseball fan, you know, good on you. You must. It seems to this is you know maybe a hot take probably not it's pro I feel like it's just the way things are but like if you're somebody who's a baseball fan I feel like you're a fan because you've liked a team for a long time and like you're more into the history of like your team and the history of like baseball than you are like actual play of baseball because if I mean if we're being honest it's a f slow fucking game. It's a slow game. Like, in person, the games are great. In person, the games are fun. Even Little League is fun. But, uh, which I'll get into. Bentley playing Little League right now. But, um, even Little League baseball. Good time. Good time. But pro baseball, yeah, it's it's fun to go watch in person. And it's not as long. You know, they have stuff going on in between innings and stuff to kind of keep it interesting. But, uh, to watch on TV... <clears throat> I I'm I think I don't think I've watched a single game on TV in the last three years, last three baseball seasons. I I, I just I don't, I don't know. It's it's fucking boring to watch on TV. You have to be a real fan of like your team. And I mean, I guess you, I don't I don't understand how you can just be like a fan of baseball to where you can watch any team and just enjoy it for the for the game of it like i enjoy I, I enjoy watching like dominance so like if there's like a really good pitcher like that's great that's fun and you know i'm i played enough baseball to where i can appreciate what he's doing but also it means nobody's fucking hitting the ball nothing good's happening like nothing exciting is happening so you're just i don't know i don't know how you get into it like a baseball game just watching random teams 
like I say, like I say the Astros are my team because they're the only ones that I, you know, semi keep up with, even though they got rid of my favorite player this this year. But fuck, I'm trying to get back into it. That's why right now I'm watching, uh, right now I'm watching the Twins and the Red Sox. You know, two teams I don't give a fuck about. But, and it's tough. It's fuck. It's tough. It's so slow, man. I and this is another thing. Why out of all sports is baseball? That baseball should allow steroids. Why are they the? Why are they like so big? Like anti steroids. Like the game's already boring. Like I, I don't feel like the fan base has grown, or I don't feel like the viewership has grown over the past however many years. Like I even. And there's there's warning signs that that they even baseball knows it's it's boring. Even baseball knows it's starting to fall behind in the entertainment factor or in the entertainment uh, category because they started doing things like to try to speed up the the pace of um, the pace of the game. And I mean, the only reason you'd speed it up is to keep people's attention and. I mean, I don't know, because it doesn't, to speed the game up does not benefit the players at all. It definitely doesn't benefit the pitcher. Like, it doesn't benefit anybody on the field. So it's definitely just for the viewer to speed up the uh, pace of play. But uh, they got to do something, man. Like, why, why wouldn't, why doesn't baseball just allow, why don't they have the pitchers throwing those fucking juiced baseballs that bounce off the, uh, that they used in like 2017 or whatever year it was, where they were just like record number of home runs. Let them use juice balls. Let the players get juice of the fucking gills. I want to see somebody throw 106, 107 on it, like normally. And then I want to see fucking, I want to see batters hitting 550 foot home runs again. Like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa days. If you're if you're alive, if you're an adult and you ever paid attention to baseball like as a kid or anything, and you remember like the Barry Bonds, the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa days, like when people were fucking juiced. Like what was that other guy's name? He's got the he's got the hot daughter now. Um uh Jose Canseco. That dude. Dude, that era of baseball was the best era period period now it's like i mean they talent wise they might be better but it's as far as pure entertainment it's just there's nothing that fucking compares there's nothing that compares to as far as like there might you might get a player now every now and then that's exciting like um what's his name shohei shohei for the angels like he's exciting because he's He's the fucking Japanese Babe Ruth. He fucking pitches it and hits it. He, uh... Anyway, sorry. Still getting puppy pictures. Um, Look, I'm even even watching ESPN Plus right now. There's a documentary called Long Gone Summer. Maguire and Sosa right on the cover of it. Like, that era was fucking wild. And now, like... It's not the... This is the thing. It's not the pace of play... That's that's boring to the casual fan. It's that makes it, that makes the casual fan lose focus and lose attention. But it's not the pace of play. It's the action that's actually going on. Like there's no because when you think like if if you're a if you pay attention to baseball, you have kids that play baseball or you used to play or whatever. Baseball is a game of failure, pretty much. Like. The most exciting part of baseball is is hitting. Like is you everybody wants to see home runs and big hits and all that stuff like that. That's the most that's what gets the casual fans like excited is these big home runs or good hitting or you know whatever it is. That's the exciting part. And unfortunately when it comes to baseball, the most exciting part of the game is a game of failure. If you if you hit the ball one out of every three times, you're a good player. Like if you if you get a hit, I'm sorry, if you get a hit and get on base one out of every three times, 
Like you're a good player. Like you have a, you'll have a job for a long time. That sucks. That fucking sucks. Fielding, you know, playing defensively is you know not a game of failure. But and unfortunately, that's not what gets casual fans excited. A, you know, a good double play or something like that. Yeah, maybe, but. Or, or like a long throw from the out, or a diving catch. That's the stuff that people diving catches is what gets people excited. Not you know a hard hit ground ball to third, and like a you know a baseball fan can appreciate the fielding, but casual fans, it's fucking boring. You also are watching somebody get out, and that's I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what they can do. I don't know. I don't know what they can do, but they've got to do something because it's a. Uh, at least to me, it's pretty clear that baseball is losing a lot of excitement, and plus, it's it's also a very old. Um, it's very old. Like, um, what do you? What's the word I'm trying to think of? I'm sorry, it's late, it's late right now. Um, like traditional sport. Like, very, there's like a lot of tradition involved with it, and so like. You don't really, like, let people fight, which, I mean, that's another thing. Just go ahead and let them fight. At least, you know, that's exciting. Um, And, like, you don't, like, you don't showboat when you hit home runs. It's, like, frowned upon. Or, like, if you get, if you strike somebody out and you, like, talk shit and, like, flex on them or something, like, that's frowned upon. Like, that's, it's the same thing with football. Like, taunting and, uh, like, you at least they let football players celebrate now, but, like, taunt. Like, taunting and shit. Like, that's fucking crazy. They don't let people taunt. Like, let people talk shit. They're they're the best in the fucking world. I, I, I promise you, if I ever had the opportunity and I got a fucking base hit off of one of the best pitchers in the, on the planet, I guarantee you I'd be talking shit just off of... I could hit a, a little dribbler into the infield and barely make it to first, but I'm going to talk my shit whenever I whenever that happens so let these guys talk shit whenever they strike out one of the best hitters of all time or one of the best hitters in the world or when they strike out one of the, the uh, I'm sorry when they get a home run off one of the best pitchers in the world like let them talk shit let them pimp their fucking home runs like that's what that's entertainment at least make the one entertaining part of the game even more entertainment or more entertaining. I don't. So anyway, I'm trying. I'm trying to get back into it because I used to be a baseball fan. I used to like I. I right now I couldn't even tell you the Astros are my team, and I can't even fucking tell you more than two of their pitchers right now. I know. Yeah, I know two of their pitchers, and that's that's about it. I don't even know. I don't even know their whole fucking. I, I know. I, th- I probably know a handful of players on the Astros, and they're my team. They're, and they're my team, so that that goes to show like how much I've just stopped paying attention to it. It's uh, it's unfortunate. But now, right now, what I'm the baseball that I'm into is fucking little league, with uh, you know Bentley. God damn, it's I tell you what's frustrating about being a like involved sports dad I guess is the way to put it let me tell you what's frustrating about it I'm at the point where I'd almost rather I would almost rather Bentley play some kind of sport that I've never played I would almost rather him play soccer or basketball or fucking curling or some shit that I've never played before because the thing, and if you if you have kids that play sports, or even if you don't, you could probably imagine what I'm. You probably imagine what I'm saying here. It's the most frustrating part about being like an involved base or sports parent, and the kid is playing the sport that you used to play. Is you know, like, like I played so long that I know what to tell Bentley, like, how to correct what he's doing. I know how to correct his throws. I know how to correct his catching, his hitting. I know how to fix it. And so when he messes up, I know how to, I know what to tell him that he's doing wrong. I can spot what he's doing wrong. And, oh, Jesus Christ. 
See, there you go. This uh, Miguel Sano just hit a fucking bomb. And honestly, now that, like, once he touches home plate, I'm sorry, this is kind of off topic, but once he touches home plate, the excitement's over. Actually, it's, it's pretty much, for me at least, the excitement's already over. He hit it out, it went out, cool, now he's scoring. He scored, and now we're back to, now we're back to nothing. Oh, replay, here's some excitement. Anyway, um, fuck, I forgot what I was saying, I, I'll start over anyway. Um, basically what I was saying was, I know how to correct what Bentley is doing wrong. Like, I've I played enough to where I can spot where he's messing up and tell him how to fix it. But the problem is, he's at the age, and this is what this is just like a timing thing. He's at the age where you tell him, you tell these kids, and it's not just him. You know, I'm not talking bad just on him, but like, uh, he is at the age where the when you tell these kids at seven and eight years old what they're like, hey, you know, don't like his biggest thing is it's and it's I'm telling you right now, it's a matter of time. He's going to get hit in the face with the ball, probably knock his teeth out, um, bust his nose, black eyes, something like that, because he's he's trying to catch the ball like like if, if you imagine you have a baseball glove on, he's trying to catch the ball with his palm facing up. And it's like a it's like a ball to like I'm throwing it like towards his face and he has his palm up. And like if you ever played baseball or softball or anything like that, you know like you need your your glove facing out, your fingers up, facing towards the ball. And you tell all these kids that and they're like, Okay, got it. They do it for one they do it for one throw or one catch, and then very next time around they're doing the wrong thing again. And it's so fucking frustrating. Like knowing like how simple of a fix it is. And they just cannot get it. It doesn't matter how many times you tell them. They go to what's natural. And so, you know, coaching, you just have to keep drilling it into them until you know, until that motion becomes natural to them to know like which way to hold their glove depending on where the ball is. And so it's just like he's at that age now where there's some kids that are fucking good. There's some kids that are really fucking good. And uh like he his league right now they have some um kids that play select baseball. And you know they're they're at the age now where you're like, man these kids, like, this is, like, he was playing, so Bentley was playing pitcher for the majority of the season. This last game, he moved to outfield, and he actually, did, and I think that's where he needs to be, but um, we'll see. We'll see what uh, what we do moving forward, but he was playing pitcher for the majority of the season, and um, with him playing pitcher, you know, he at, when you're a pitcher, you're the closest fielder to the batter. So when when somebody hits the ball, it's you have the, the shortest amount of time to react out of anybody. And Bentley is not known and probably will not be known for his fast reaction speed or fast reaction time. That's not his his strong suit. And so I'm sitting there a nervous wreck every fucking game because the some of these kids are str- I mean hammering the ball right pat whizzing it past his head and i'm just like holy fuck man like if it was you know a foot to the left it is you know probably cracking his fucking head open like it's moving and he and even whenever he does have one come at him he he would pick his glove up the wrong way and he's trying to figure out which way to hold it and by that time that ball is already right there so like fuck it's it was, it's nerve-wracking so but it's very frustrating to be, like, to have played the sport for whatever sport it is. Like, if I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad Bentley doesn't play football right now because he's he's not a big kid. He's tall, but he's not very big, and he's not aggressive at all. He's, like, the sweetest kid. He has zero aggression. And um, he, which it just, that just reminded me of something else I can tell you all about in a minute. But anyway, he, uh, 
if he played football, it'd fucking drive me nuts. But like, that's a, one of the downfalls. So if you have kids and they're too young for sports right now, but they're gonna be playing, just get ready because it's so frustrating trying to teach them. Like, hey, just do this. All you all you got to do is this, and they won't do it because it's whatever comes natural to them is what they're gonna do. Also, so there's a couple. This is another thing that I, I I'm gonna re I'm gonna retouch this topic with. Um, with some other people because I want other people's um, I want some other people's you know response or, or thoughts like in real time so what uh, this is another thing it's and you know when it comes to parenting not everybody's gonna agree with how you do things and uh, or how you you know handle you know whatever situation it may be so one thing that has came up with is one thing that's came up and not like that I've got um I haven't had anybody at least to my face say anything bad about it especially whenever I explain it to them but um I'm I'm doing too much fucking I'm doing too much like build up I'm just going to tell y'all what it is so what it is is and this is something that I'm a firm believer in is you is when me and Bentley practice baseball or play baseball or whatever whether he's playing a game or we're practicing or whatever and and it's not just baseball but i'm gonna use baseball for reference i but i do this i do this with him with all kinds of stuff like i mean it doesn't matter what it is if he uh it could be sweeping the porch if he's sweeping the porch sometimes I'll, i'll say this or whatever but like if he does if he does bad at something and this is gonna sound very one sided but at least, you know, hear me out and then trust me, I'm going to revisit this topic. Maybe I'll have like a fucking child psychologist or some shit on. I don't know. But I'm going to revisit this topic. Anyway, like, like I'm just going to use baseball for the example. When he's playing baseball, one problem he was having was he'd be on the pitcher's mound and the ball would roll in a way that he probably could get to it if he would run and like actually commit to trying to stop it. And he would take one or two steps, and he'd stop and let the ball go past him. And so I'd fuss at him for it, and I'd tell him, like, hey, dude, like, you're you're messing up. Like, you're not doing good on that. Whatever. Well, let me, you know what? I'm just going to break it down in a better way. Let's say, let's say after a game, because this is what, this did happen recently. So after the game, he was like, kind of, I could tell he was a little bit down. I was like, what's, I was like, what's wrong, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I feel like I, I did bad. I told him, you, you did do bad. You did do bad. Like, you, you didn't play good. And this is where I feel like there's definitely, like, there's definitely going to be different opinions on how you should handle it. But my reasoning, my reason for doing this with him, like, when he fucks up, I tell him he did bad. I tell him when he does terrible at something, I t- use the words, that was terrible. You did terrible. You suck at this. Like, I'll tell him these things. And I know it sounds harsh, but this, but this is why I think it's important to do. I think you should tell your kids they suck. Tell your kids they suck. Tell your kids they're terrible. Tell your kids they're fucking up. Like, tell you be the one to tell them these harsh things that, that are going to be said. Because, and this is the reason I do it. I tell him this and let him get used to hearing these things. Because one day I'm not going to be able to be his coach. One day, he's going to be in middle school. He's going to be in, or shit, it, it might even be next baseball season. I might not be able to be there to coach him. Or I might not be able to, like, be one of the actual coaches or assistant coaches or whatever. And so, whoever, the, he's going to be at the will of these other coaches. Now, however intense or, you know, light they are with the kids, that's up to them. But one day, I'm not going to be able to be his coach. Whether it's high school sports, middle school, whenever it is, one day, I'm not going to be able to be his coach. And one day, he's going to be in... Let's let's talk about high school because we've all... If you played high school sports, you know this for a fact. One, like So, say Bentley's playing high school baseball. If I told him... if I And this is my reason for... T- like I, do, I tell him he's terrible at stuff. When he does something terrible, I'd say that was terrible. You're terrible at that. I tell him that. But here's the reason why. Because I can follow up those sayings. I can follow up saying, you're terrible at this. You suck at that. 
you're doing you're doing horrible with this. I can follow those up, and I do follow those up every single time by telling him, but it's okay. It's okay that you suck at this because you can get better by doing this. You can get better by doing that. It's okay you did terrible at that because we're going to fix it by practicing this. And that's why I think it's important. To, I firmly believe this. I think it's important that you tell your kids they suck at stuff because you also are able to tell them and explain to them you suck at it because of this. You've never done this before, so that's why you're bad at it. Okay? you're Yes, you did do terrible, but it's because of this. It's because you're doing this one thing wrong, so you're terrible at it, but you can fix it by practicing doing doing XYZ, whatever. And that I think you need to tell your kids that because when they get to high, say they get to high school or middle school, they're going to have opposing players, they're going to have teammates, they're going to have coaches who are fucking hard on them and tell them and tell them the same thing I'm saying. They're going to tell them that they suck and they're going to tell them that they're not good at this and then why are you doing that? You're fuck that was fucking stupid. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And they have too many kids to worry about to where they, they're not going to sit there and explain to your kid. Because I can promise you, I can tell you right now, I had coaches, Jesus Christ. There we go. Look, there we go. Another home run. That's the only thing that's caught my attention so far. Just the home runs. Bring steroids back to baseball. Make baseball great again. Let's go. Anyway. Um, but I think you should tell your kids that because, like, I know for a fact, like, I had coaches who... And other and teammates and even teammates who would tell me shit like they would say something negative and that's the end of it. They'd say I sucked at this or I sucked at that or or you're fucking terrible at this or whatever. And that's literally the end of it. I don't get a you don't get an explanation as to like you need to work on you're you're doing bad at that because you're doing this. So you need to work you need to practice more on whatever. You don't get an explanation whenever you're older. You know, especially whenever it's like teammates or opposing players. You don't get a fucking you don't get somebody to explain to you it's okay to suck at something is because you're gonna work at it and get better. You don't get that. You get you just get straight up like the hard part of it. And sometimes that that is crushes people. Like it kills their confidence. And so, like, for Bentley, like, I, when I tell him he's bad at stuff, whenever he is, but I follow it up with, but that's but that's all right, because all you got to do is work at this, and you'll be better at it. I tell him these things, that way, it's like, it's conditioning him for whenever he gets hit in the real world, and somebody, t- like, even, shit, this could happen even at your job. But, like, this is conditioning him for, like, even whenever he gets to a job one day, if his boss, like, what the fuck did you, 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 you know, you fucked this thing up. Why'd you do, you know, whatever. At least he knows, like, all right, well, I can do better. You know, at least he knows there's more to it. It's not the end. Like, hearing that you suck or hearing that you te- you're you terrible at this is not the is not the period of that statement. It's not the end of it. Like, there's something that comes after you suck at this. It's like, okay, well, then I can get better by practicing on something. So I, I suck at it, but I can get better. So that's why I think... And this is something that nobody's really ever told me as far as, like, this is a good parenting tip. It's just, like, as far as, like, preparing your child for, like, the real world and, like, the the tough, the tough coaching and tough love that's going to come, like, that's, I mean, that's really the only way to do it is to be the one that gives it to them first. It's like, pre, it's like pre-bullying your kids. Like, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with picking on your kids either. Pick on them and joke with them and make fun of them and allow them to make fun of you too because, I mean, trust me, when they get to, we all fucking remember high school. When they, when they get to high school and like, especially shit, the locker room. Oh, dude, if you, if you have a son, if you have a son, you better pick on that little fucker as soon as he turns like, as soon as he gets old enough to understand like jokes and like understand things that like hurt his feelings, you better just start making fun of him. Just start picking on him. Come up with anything you can think of because we all know, as men, we all know what a high school locker room is like or a, or a football field or the practice field or baseball practice field, whatever. Guys bust each other's balls constantly. 
constantly. We're making fun of each other, picking on each other, whatever. So, like, if your kid, like, like Bentley, I mess with him all the time. If, if by the time he gets to middle school where people are picking on each other, he's going to be like, dude, I've heard it. I've heard way worse from my dad. There's nothing that you can say that I'm not prepared for. Like, he's he's heard it. He's going to be he's gonna be fucking bulletproof. The kid's, the kid's going to be bulletproof because I've picked on him, and I've told him he sucked at sports and all this stuff, but I've prepared him for, like, hey, this thing doesn't... When these things are said to you, it doesn't mean anything. Who cares about this? You know, and, like, just the biggest one, I think, is, is sports. Like, t- telling your kids when they're... Or not even sports, but, like, telling your kids when they're bad at something or when they're doing bad at something... I, I really I really believe which you know that might be bad for him but you know who knows I have to talk to somebody who's that's their kind of that's their field to figure out if that's a bad thing to say to your kids but I mean I don't see I don't see right now as I sit here today I don't see how it's bad to prepare your kids by saying what they're gonna hear because they're gonna hear that one day that's the thing you have to realize. Like they're gonna hear that they suck at something, or they're gonna hear that they're bad at something, or that they fuck something up. And once these other coaches or these kids tell them that, they will not follow it up by telling them, "But it's okay, because you can practice this and you'll get better at it." They will not follow it up that way. They're gonna say it, and it's gonna hurt their feelings, and that's gonna be the end of it. And they're not gonna know what to do with that information other than think bad about themselves and think and get down in the dumps and they're not going to know how to process that so prepare them now by telling it to them first and training them to think hey when I hear this I know when I hear that I messed up I know I just need to practice I just need to work harder I just need to get better at that work ethic is not a trust me work ethic is one of the best things you can put into your kids and I guarantee you, if I bring Bentley in here right now and told him, "Hey, I could sit. I think he's. I think he's asleep right now, but um, he was laying down on the couch. But I could. I guarantee you, I could bring him in here right now and and be like, "Hey, you did terrible at hitting yesterday. You did bad at that. So what do we need to do? Or I could just be like, "Hey, you did terrible at hitting. What do you think about that? And I promise you, right now he would be like. I just practice. He said, maybe practice and get better. There you go. Practice and get better. Because it's already in his mind. Being terrible is not the end. Sucking is not the end. Fucking something up is not the end. You just get better at it. Anyway, long rant on something. You might agree with me. You might not. Either way, I don't give a fuck. It's just something that I've been thinking about and something that I... Like I said, I'm going to retouch this topic with um, maybe some other parents. I feel like Ruben would be a good person to, to go over that with. Maybe I'll have Ruben back on to talk about that. There's also, also had a guest, or not a guest, I'm sorry. I had a friend, um, a female friend of mine, reach out and say, and she said that she wanted me to do a segment about what makes guys commit in a relationship. Sorry if I made a bunch of noise right then I bumped the mic um let me see if I still have the message of what she said um nope I don't have any more anyway she uh she wanted me to do a segment on like what makes guys commit in a relationship or something like that and again I'm not gonna sit here by myself and say what it is because if I'm fucking wrong then I'm just wrong by myself and I sound fucking stupid. I'd rather have people here where I can be like, is it just me or is is this the am I is this what what y'all think as well? Cuz better to that I feel like that type of topic is a uh, is a better thing to bounce around with a couple people to where you find common ground like yes, this is the thing. This is what guys think. Cuz if it's just me here then it's just what this guy thinks and that's fucking weird. So, anyway, I didn't forget about you. That segment is coming eventually. I got to find the right guys for that. I feel like Ruben's another good one for that. So, anyway, we'll figure that out. But I'm going to do a little shorter episode today. Oh, fucking life updates. Life updates. Um, 
Oh, okay, hold on. So I got two things I want to go over. One earlier, I mentioned how Bentley has like zero aggression. And uh, this is another like little parenting thing that, you know, I don't know if everybody agrees with and they're not and they're on the same page because especially with how fucking times have changed and they are, um, you know, people are a little more sensitive these days. But so the, the thing now and this again it's just how I handled it this time and we'll see what happens in the future but so Bentley's got this kid at school who has um, he always this kid's always acting out Bentley Bentley's one of his favorite things to do right after school I mean I pick him up from school as soon as he gets in the car I ask him how school was he tells me how his day was, and he goes straight into which kids were bad, and he tells me what kids were, were acting up. So this kid's name comes up, I mean, almost daily. Multiple, put it this way, multiple times a week. Enough to where, like, if Bentley if Bentley's name comes up once a week, he's, he's in trouble. But this kid's name, I mean, you're talking three, four times a week. He tells me this kid was doing something bad. Um... Well, this same kid has hurt has hurt Bentley now three different times. So, when Bentley first got into school, which he's only in first grade now, so there's still, you know, it could be accidents, but this kid, it's not. But anyway, that's not the point. I told Bentley whenever he first got into school that the rule was, like, you don't ever fight somebody. Don't ever... You know, be mean to somebody. Don't try to hurt somebody. You know, don't fight them. Don't do anything like that. The rule was that if a kid's doing something to you, being mean to you, hurting you, doing something like that, you tell him to stop and you go tell the teacher. If he does it again, same thing, you go tell the teacher. And if he does it again and the teacher has not stopped it, then you can do whatever you need to do. You can beat him up, whatever. You're not going to get in trouble as long as you give him two warnings. As long as you give them two warnings and as long as you make the teacher aware of it twice. Because in my mind, if the teacher is aware of it twice, if, te- if the teacher was told twice and it happened again, then she did. A f- then they failed at protecting you. They failed at keeping you safe and keeping you to where you're in a good learning environment and so on and so forth. So this kid has hurt him now three different times. Sent him to the nurse three times. Which they're all... Minor little things, like twice I think he got his eyes scratched, and uh, the other time I forgot what it was, but he, I think it's, he got his stomach hurt. But the kid like stepped on his back one time. Like the kid's just the kid's just a fucking prick, and he's and he hasn't done it just just to Bentley. He's hurt other kids as well, and so I told <laughs> I told Bentley I said okay I said this is three times now this happened so it's gone farther than. It's, you know, you've already, the teacher's already known twice, and now it's happened a third time that he's gotten away with it. So now the school clearly is doing nothing to keep these kids safe or keep them in a learning environment where, like, they don't have to worry about this kid lashing out and fucking hurting them. So I told him, I was like, look, dude, the next time he does something, your only rule is you have to make sure it was on purpose. If he does something on accident, you let it slide. You know, not a big deal. Accidents happen. People make mistakes. You need to make sure he's doing something on purpose. And then I said, and you have two options from there. You either you either grab him, take him down, and hold him down until the teacher gets there, or you grab him and you punch him in the nose as hard as you fucking can. And, of course, this is why I bring this up is because Bentley has zero aggression in his body, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. I mean, he got in a, he got in a little fight at the end of his first baseball season. Uh, he had a little self-defense situation, but that's, you know, we'll see, I'll save that for another time. But he, uh, I think I actually talked about it before. But anyway, he had a little self-defense situation. But this time, you know, I tell him what to do. And tell him you know you're not gonna get in trouble. I've talked to your mom. You know we're all okay with you protecting yourself, and because the school, you know, the school and the teachers clearly not doing it. So it's up to you now. And uh, 
again, I, that's another thing that, like, of course, he. The, the whole point of me saying this is that he, I said to do that, and he immediately was like, uh, "I'll just take him down. I'll just take him down and hold him." I was like, "All right." Like he didn't want to. He didn't want to punch the kid, which I mean, I is good, I guess. It's good, I guess. But I mean, you know, sometimes you got you got to show the bully what's up. But, um, which this is another thing that's like, is that. This is this is the thing about like parenting is like is that the right move to for me to tell my kid like it's up to you to take care of this or do I step in and talk to the teacher do I step in and talk to that kid's parent like what what do I do in that situation but I feel like every every guy at some point every man at some point has came across the point where they had to step up stand up for themselves against you know the bully or whoever was you know, trying to walk all over them and show them that you're not going to f- keep fucking doing this with me. And so, I mean, maybe first grade isn't the time for him to learn this, but you know, I give him a chance and we'll see, we'll see what happens. So I'll keep y'all posted on a, uh, if anything happens with that. And if you got any better suggestions on how to handle these things, fucking hit me up in the DMS. I'm definitely open to, uh, to changing my way of thinking and changing, uh, parenting. That's, I mean, that's the only way you be a good parent is open to open to learning how to do things better. So, uh, for sure, let me know on that. But the other thing, one little life update. There's something I've, I, I don't think I've talked about on here. I've tried to keep it private. Uh, just got really didn't want too many people knowing until I was kind of had the wheels turning on this thing. But um, another little life update, just to keep y'all into what's going on because the future i'm not sure uh as far as right now the plans are just keep the podcast going how it's going um you know maybe look for improvements as far as like video and that type of things but um i am currently trying to change jobs i'm trying to get into the um police academy right now and uh trying to get Beaumont police to sponsor me and put me through the academy so that I can quit and uh you know go through the fucking police academy I guess I don't I don't I feel like I was saying academy too many times but uh yeah I'm trying to get them to sponsor me just the other day I went and did uh what's called the J rat it's like the job related I don't fucking know what it job related abilities test there we go nailed it um but and that was, I mean, you kind of feel bad for some of these people. Like, I wish, I, I really wish, like, some random people that have zero interest in doing the, uh, in working for the police department would go and just try the, the J-Rat. Because, so basically what it, what it is, is you have a 100-question test. Um, most of it is, like, vocabulary and comprehension reading comprehension um spelling like stuff that you know you make sure that you're not getting somebody who's a fucking idiot because it's it's, honestly i took so when i took the test i would say it's probably at the i haven't been to school in a while but i'd say it's maybe like ninth tenth grade level like as far as reading and comprehension skills and but I mean there were some questions that was like you would read the paragraph and it would say it would say um Friday uh Friday April 1st uh 2021 officer so and so was called to whatever and you read the passage and then one of the questions about the passage would be like what day was officer so and so called to the scene and you just literally go look at the passage and it says Friday April 1st or whatever you you get what I'm saying, like pretty simple. Other than that, it was like there was like some math on it. That was the hardest part. Was there was some like uh, multiplying fractions and shit. Like I haven't done that shit in almost ten years. I haven't multiplied fractions. So there's, I mean, of course that I'm gonna struggle with that. But the reason I want people to do it is because I want people to just go try it. Just because you see like what the the baseline or the the bare minimum for somebody to get sponsored by the police department and I'm you know I'm trying hopefully not shoot myself in the foot with this 
by saying this because this is something I really want to do, and I don't want them. Beaumont Police, if you're if you're listening to this, look, I'm not talking bad about the program. I'm talking bad about the people who fail and the people who barely make it. Your boy score. Your boy got a perfect score on the physical stuff. So let's, uh, you know, I have I have room to talk. Okay, but anyway, that probably didn't help my cause at all. But anyway, um, the the test is like the test is okay. You know, it's uh, freshman sophomore level knowledge. I, I would say it's pretty simple. Uh, then you do a report writing. So you watch a video. And you write a report as if you're the police officer in the video. And uh, you do that, which you don't really get a grade on that one. I think they just look at it to see kind of where you're at right as like a kind of get your baseline. And um, so the group that I was in, we had like 30 people in the group that I was in. And after each step, they will send people home if, you know, if you fail the if you fail the um the first test, the written test, you fail that, you go home. Uh, and then from that point on, any of the physical abilities tests, if you fail any of them, you go home. At whatever stage you're at, you go home and you can't try again until the next time the JRAC comes around, which is like five months from now. So, and then basically what the physical stuff is, is you go, you do, um, you do the written test, the report writing, we just from there we lost like seven people after the written test which is i mean honestly honestly it's a good thing that you lose them because if you can't read at a 10th grade level if you can't do math at a 10th grade level and stuff like that you really probably shouldn't be because a lot of it's like common sense math like i think like one of the questions was like um there's a car drive a car can drive eight hours on 30 gallons of gas how long can it drive on 20 gallons of gas i mean it's not you know it's pretty simple math like that um anyway you do that we lost like seven eight people right after the written test like boom already down to you know basically nobody or uh, i'm sorry basically like cut the class in half we're already at third we had 30 and like eight are gone and then you go, um, and then you go from there to a, a, a weapons test, which is like a a, um, a training pistol. It's like a training Glock, and you put the your hand in the barrel of the Glock through this hole, and you have to pull the trigger six times with each hand. And you can't, you don't put like two, you don't put two hands on it. You like stick it in there with just your left. One, two, three, four, five, six. Switch hands, put it back in the hole. One, two, three, four, five, six. And you have to do it within like 15 seconds or something. Again, it's one of those things like you hear it and you're like, oh shit, maybe that's hard. No, it's so fucking easy. Um, luckily, we didn't have anybody pass it. That, that was the, honestly the part that I was the most nervous about because it was so easy. I was like, this. Because if you the way you get eliminated on that is if you can't do it in the time frame, or if your hand or muzzle of the gun touch the circle that your excuse me that your gun is in, if your hand or muzzle or barrel of the gun touch the touch the circle, or if you run out of time, you're out, and like you literally you go home. And uh, I was like, man, this is so easy if I fuck this this is where I'm gonna fuck up I just was in my own head I was like this is where I'm gonna fuck up I know this is it and luckily nobody failed that part and then you do a 300 meter sprint which you know it's not that bad you have you have like the minimum you can get is like you have to do it in like a minute and 12 seconds or something like it's a long fucking time to run 300 meters like it's it's not that far and um, we actually had a few people f- follow that. I felt bad for this one girl we had. This poor girl, she um, I felt bad because she was doubting herself the whole like the whole day. She was doubting herself about like if she could do all this stuff, and she was like, "I'm worried about my push-ups." And and I was working with her on her push-up form and all this stuff. Like beforehand, I was showing her what she needed to do different. So like you know, we're all trying to help each other, and uh. This poor fucking girl. She passes the test. She passes the weapons test. Gets to the 300 meter. 
they took they say go and she starts off good and she makes it like 60 feet and you know trips over her own feet and eats it and like when she hit the concrete it didn't like if she would have hit and bounced it'd have been one thing but she hit and it was like made like a it sounded like velcro when she hit it like that and you're like oh fuck you just knew you just knew you're like oh she's not she's not just walking that one off and the poor girl got up ran down of course didn't make it in time so she was like okay i want to try again but from that point her knees all swollen her knees all scraped up her forearms scraped up bleeding swelling she got blood all down her legs like it was the odds weren't stacked in her favor after that and so she of course you know didn't make it after the next one because she did had one good leg to run on because you get two attempts for everything you get two attempts and she uh you know didn't make that one either so she ended up she's not gonna get to do it again for she's not gonna get to, get to try again for five months or so but uh anyway we did that lost three people maybe we're like lost we're down to like we we had lost 11 people i think at this point and then you do uh push-ups which the minimum the minimum requirement is 12 which if you can't do 12 yeah you shouldn't even be considered for the academy and then uh the most you can do though the most they'll let you do is 16 you do 16 you get done then you have to do sit-ups the maximum number of points is uh if you do 26 sit-ups i think the minimum was you could do 20 if i'm not mistaken but uh lost some people on the push-ups lost some people on the sit-ups and then you have to run a mile and by the time you get to the by the time you get to the mile everybody's in fairly decent shape everybody's in fairly decent physical shape even though the the minimum standards are so low for um the push-ups and the sit-ups it's still like the people who got out on the push-ups and sit-ups you could tell like you're like okay yeah you're just not in good shape at all and you're you know you're probably not going to go do very well and so by the time you get to the mile everybody's in pretty decent shape i think when we were done there was 12 people left when we were done there was like 12 people left so was it 18 people had failed out throughout the whole thing you know kind of honestly like like i said i i 100% understand those people just trying and giving it their best shot but there was one person there who i mean she was oh i mean she was 300 plus pounds and and i i feel comfortable saying that without even saying like i'm over exaggerating she was she was 300 plus pounds and she said she was like i can't do the sit-ups i can't do the sit-ups and so i'm like well why are you here what do you do? Of course, you know, I'm not going to discourage anybody. I'm going to let everybody, you know, do their thing. It's not my, I'm, you know, really just competing with myself out there, like just to make sure I do the best, get the best score I can. But, uh, yeah, there's people who are like, I know I can't do push ups. I know I can't do the sit ups. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on? What are you here for? Do you not realize, like, you have to do all of it? And they knew. These people knew that they had to get these minimum standards and they just i mean hey i guess give it your best shot and just hope to god you can somehow crank out fucking 12 push-ups even though you know you can only do three but whatever anyway that's something that i've kind of not talked about until i really wanted to get the wheels moving on it and you know think about it talk with you know Manessa and family and stuff and other friends who are also police officers and really wanted to make sure this is exactly you know something that I really want and something I'm really going to be happy with and and right now there's nothing I want more than to do that so I uh that's where I'm at I'm you know trying to get in the police academy become a police officer and other than that, there's a lot. There's some other shit going on, but I can't talk about it right now because it'll ruin some stuff and uh, it'll make more sense. It'll make more sense down the road. I'll just say that it'll make more sense down the road once I am able to talk about it. But good stuff, big changes, lots happening. 
one thing is staying the same though. These podcasts are gonna keep coming. Y'all are gonna keep listening. I appreciate y'all listening and sticking with me. I'm I'm sorry this is a solo episode. I know uh, I see the I see the numbers and I know the guest episodes kind of do better with, with as far as uh, views. So you know if you're one of those people who don't like the solo episodes, I apologize. You know there's not a lot I can do. This area there's a lot of people in this area that I, I would like to talk to. The problem is that the problem is that like we're not in an area where people have a ton of free time. Like we're in a very like active people are working trying to earn a living area and um you know people don't just like I mean mean, we all know somebody who has a job and has a side hustle that's just how it I mean that's just the area we live in people are just always fucking getting it so it's hard to it's hard to schedule and uh really you know lock down these guests that I'm I'm wanting to have on so some and, and then sometimes you have somebody you know ghost you like I had so you know sometimes these solo episodes are what's going to have to happen until um until I get really really confident with my uh Zoom and FaceTime um capabilities once I'm really confident and I've got those dialed in then you know guests I have a lot of I have some different guests on some guests from different parts of the country but until then I appreciate those of y'all who still listen even though it's uh even when even on the solo episodes and uh, if you could please when you see my posts share the posts invite your friends and, and family and stuff to like the podcast on Facebook uh tell everybody about the podcast um yeah, I can't thank you guys enough. These numbers are already crazy as it is. It's more than I expected. So uh, I can't thank y'all enough. But until next time, that's it. I'm out. Oh, I should let it go.